I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode, actually a very special episode, I would say, um, of the Dirt on Flowers. So hi, Lindsay. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing doing good. Um, We have, honestly, this is just a cool episode because I've been holding this one in my back pocket because I I have a really cool flower friend that I get to introduce you guys to. You might already know her. Um, But you know how we always say that all of the listeners are just like always fueling us and you guys are just the sweetest. Well, Emily Coldwell is no um, exception to that. She's actually one of the people, one of my go-to flower friends other than Lindsay, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she reached out to me a while ago. You know, we talked through the season and Emily is just such a gem. So I, Lindsay and I have been talking about this for a while, so it's really cool to get to do this episode. So if the episode title caught your eye, then I really think you're in for a treat today. So if you guys haven't met Emily, she is a part of kind of like the Ohio Flower Farmers Network. Um, she lives about an hour away from our farm. Have you ever met her before, Lindsay? Got a chance I to have meet her it. in person before? Okay. No. Okay. She, she is just great. So we've like swapped flowers tubers for lots of years and always kept in touch and we're always kind of bouncing ideas off and she's always just like one text away if we're having a question issue whatever so she's like one of those people in your life and I know we all have those people so Mm -hmm. she's one for me and last year I somehow stupidly booked like three weddings on the same weekend and so I needed a freelance designer and of course Emily was like right there saying, Hey, I, can I come help? I'd love to come help. She'd only come help. First of all, she's an amazing designer and she would never say that, but she really is. But she came to help. She also like brought food muffins. She's just like, she's just somebody who like, always oh, always pouring into other people. Mm-hmm. She just is literally the sweetest. Well, when we started the podcast, she was always like, Oh my God, she's texting me every episode. Like mm-hmm. she's the best. Okay. Well, the fresh air. Like she, that's what I call those yeah. people. Like when she shows up with food, I'm like, that's Linda (laughs) that works for us. Sprinkler Linda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So she she shows up in a way that you're just like, oh, my gosh. I met – I had lunch with her 12 days before my birthday. And she brought me 12 gifts to open up until – like, you know, to get me through to my birthday. And all of them were relevant to that whole year. Like every Aww. like different parts of my journey and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she's that is such so a sweet. yeah, yeah. So yes. I everybody everybody needs people like that. So anyway, keep going. Yes. Okay, yeah, Emily. So um, yes, in I think it was September. It maybe it was August or September. Um, she messaged me an article that. It, she is a school teacher. Emily is a school teacher. And every year they pick like some type of theme for the teachers. And Emily was either making the shirts or getting the shirts for them. And it was all about 
finding a marigold, which she sent me the article and said, hey, read this. I just want you to know that I think I just thought about you and it has so much relation to flower farming and it was just the sweetest. So what we're doing today is sharing a little bit about like what that article is and how it can relate to flower farming. So um, the name of it is Find Your Marigold, The One Essential Rule for New Teachers. It's by Jennifer Gonzalez from The Cult of Pedagogy. I know it's written for teachers and you're going to have to look into that, but we're creating a flower farmer sw- spin on it today, which was actually really fun. It honestly has so much carryover into our lives, our worlds, all of it. And I've really, we've, I've really been thinking about this for a long time. So it's been really nice to now share it with you. So I'll make sure that we link that article in the show notes. So if you get a chance, you can read it and it might help make this podcast make maybe a little bit more sense too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you the premise of it, but yeah. if you are not a Marigold fan, you need to throw that out the window <laughs> for right now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> or yes. or we're going to, we're going to help you like Marigolds by the end of this, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that's the, yes. that's the intention of it. Yes. Because the, do you want to explain the art kind of like what the article yeah. is about or, okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. So the article is essentially about finding your marigold. So what does that mean? It's the one essential rule in life and farming is surrounding yourself with good people. So how you thrive depends on who you plant yourself next to. So I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people plant marigolds as a companion planting. So this is called kind of the marigold effect. Companion planting, encouraging, supporting, growing, and nurturing, finding those people in your life, just like a marigold is to like some people's vegetable gardens. And marigolds is like the number one most common companion plant in people's gardens. So it's kind of called the marigold effect. And to relate that back to people, so I mean, they're not the most prettiest. I mean, they are. Okay. Okay. There's a marigold lovers out there who are probably like, no, I love marigolds. You know, they're cool, they're Mm -hmm. fine. But they are not like, they're not the showiest. They're not, you know, demanding the most attention. They're just there for you. They are super tough, encouraging. They, when you plant yourself next to them, they allow you to grow and they nurture you along. And that's in the vegetable world. That's what marigolds are. So in our world, um, just thinking about how we can identify marigolds in our life in relation to to it being a person on how you, how do you identify one? What do you think, Lens? So I, for me, it's like, when I think about those people, it's Mm -hmm. really like the true, a true friend, someone who is supportive, kind, patient, um, energetic, supportive of where I am. Um, They want to help you grow. They want you Mm -hmm. to succeed. It's like uh, positivity is sort of what comes to mind when I think about that person. Um, it's the person that, you know, obviously you are that for me in so many ways where it's like, I would have something come up and it, you mm-hmm. know, I would want to call you, you or text you. Um, and knowing that that text isn't going to bother you, um, you're going to talk me off of a ledge when I'm feeling anxious. Uh, <laughs> you, when you did that, yeah. uh, our Instagram post this week, uh, or yesterday, yesterday was it yeah. about the, did the plant baby survive? Yeah. Um, I was going to comment, but I'm too, yeah. I'm too afraid to look. No, I did look. It's, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how many years have I been doing this that I still get that moment of like, still, oh my gosh, you know, you just think about like, mm-hmm. what does that mean for mother's day? All those things. But that, you know, the marigold to yes. me is, is somebody that you can, you can turn to, um, that, you know, they find joy and happiness 
in really positivity and create in any situation, you know, kind of able to pull it out. Um, when I was reading about the marrow after you had sent me the, the article mm-hmm. and I read, I found this quote that um, it says, don't surround yourself with family or friends who act like it's hard to love you. Uh, surround yourself with people who motivate you, push you to be better, who understand and love you and are proud of all of the accomplishments that you have in life. Stick with the people who pull out the magic and not the madness. And it's like, that's a, mar- that's a marigold. You know, they, they're going to yes. pull out that magic in you and they're not going to just like fuel the chaos. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I have, I feel like I have a lot of those people in my life. I got a little choked yeah. up when I was reading it the first time. I'm like, the Aww. you know yeah. the people that act like it's hard to love you it's like oh that's mm-hmm. just a really um yeah. you know it shouldn't be effort to those people in your life mm-hmm. there shouldn't be effort to just love you for who you are so yeah i don't know what about think, you yeah i mean i i completely i i agree with all of that mm-hmm. um we all have like those guiding lights in our in our life and some personal some business um, but I think like the common, the common denominator is that they, they literally support you in anything that you do and in any way, like they're ready to mm-hmm. sit down next to you and not be like, Oh, that's nice. But just to really like, okay, how can I help? And what can, how can we roll our sleeves and figure up our sleeves and figure it out? So, mm-hmm. um, that's the kind of people that we need to seek out in our lives. And I think once we find them, you need to like go to them when you're having a hard day, ask them questions, get for guidance. Um, you know, you feel safe with them because they're always going to listen with a super kind heart, no judgment, no matter in what phase you are, whether your farm is a complete being like completely devoured in weeds or it's like 100% pristine. There's, mm-hmm. uh, there's literally a problem in all of those scenarios. And it's really is nice when um, you do have a miracle that can help lead you through that. So one, my, actually my favorite part of the article is talking about the dreaded walnut trees, which I, I mean, I have to laugh. I actually had so much fun coming up with some of the stuff. Judd and yeah. I laughed about the, these for days. <laughs> Um, but the, in the article, they say, Hey, avoid planting yourself near a walnut tree. They're everywhere. They're poison. They're very abundant and you don't need to go out of your way. You really have to go out of your way to mm-hmm. avoid them. Um, so walnut trees, essentially, it, if we're like talking about people, walnut trees are negative naysayers, you know, being around them drains you, makes you feel defeated, insecure, discouraged, overwhelmed. And, um, Sometimes it's really hard because you might have no choice <laughs> in a relationship because mm-hmm. they, you might be related to them. So they might be very close to you. And I mm-hmm. think the the article talks about how just identifying those people in your life will help dilute their power over you. So you can be like, okay, like that is definitely a walnut tree. And now even after reading this article, when I run into people, I'm like, oh, there's a there's a walnut tree, you know, they just have that vibe. I can almost see them coming. Yeah. Everything <laughs> dies around them. You're just like, yes. you just radiate yes. toxicity. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, so um, I, if you're thinking about, you know, I think it's important to try to identify who's your walnut trees. Um, and so there's a few in the flower farming world, a few walnut tree varieties, and this is what we've been cracking up about. Um, but I, I just literally feel like this is just, (laughs) everyone is going to know a person who's like this. So I really hope you guys enjoy, you know, going over some of these with us. 
Okay. All right. You want to do? All right. Yes. Okay. Okay. First one. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. You're good. Okay. Um, The first one is no money, Nancy. She's always the one telling you that there's absolutely no money in farming. There's a lot of no money Nancy's out there. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there's a few uh, bigger names in our business that can be kind of no money complainers. Mm -hmm. Um, So spend some time with her and you'll feel defeated, depressed, and you'll be like begging to go back to your horrendous corporate nine to five job just for the stability of it. So Mm -hmm. um, no money, Nancy, don't, come on. She creeps into your brain too on the day, like on those no sale days. You're like, she's right. Nancy's right. Don't call her. (laughs) You don't call her on that day because she'll be like, I told you. I told you, <laughs> wasting your money, throwing those little seeds, yep. those fancy seeds in the ground. Yes, <laughs> she, she. That's when she she seems to come up. Like, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah she's coming around. Like, perfect timing, because yes. it's just like reinforcing that negative thought. Yes, a hundred. I um I shared this I think on our very first episode, but uh, when I was in school, I remember sitting in uh I was in an a greenhouse class in college. And they're like, if you went into this to make money, like you're just, you're in the wrong field. And I heard it over and over and over again. I remember thinking like, why are people in this field? <laughs> like if there's yeah. no money to make, yeah. it was just not something I ever wanted. A thought, it was a thought and that belief that I just never attached to. Um, mm-hmm. Is it the easiest way to make a living? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. My brother's a doctor and I'm like, man, should have gone that route. Um, at times, but I'm like, there's no way I could have ever, it's like, this is just who I am to the core. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of things like monetary, you know, wise that like, you can't put a price on the happiness and the the joy and like the lifestyle that I live. But yeah, it's like, that's everywhere. If you, if you want to attach to that belief, it's everywhere. All you got to do is talk to another farmer. You know, mm-hmm. and they talk about like you don't have no to go money. Far. Yeah, it could yeah. be no money, no money, Ned. It could be Nancy's <laughs> husband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so the next one you mm-hmm. you're gonna know this lady is playing with flowers, Pam. You know, you know her. She's the one who's constantly just diminishing the hard work. And, and your farm, you know, it's just the, oh, it must be so nice to play with flowers every day. Or she, no, the playing with flowers, Pam is like the, is also the one who says, oh, you, you get to rest in the winter. That's so great. You have nothing to do. You get like three or four months off. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, it's like, no, we do so much more than quote, play with flowers. You know, we're entrepreneurs, we're badasses. And that is, oftentimes manages all aspects of the farm. We're wearing all the hats, all the things. And flowers just happen to be this like beautiful byproduct of what it is that we do for a living. But yeah, it's it's not uh, – I always use the expression like skipping through our flower fields with sundresses <laughs> on. It's like – yeah, you know, there's well, let me just Instagram. put my daily flower crown on and um, mm-hmm. go harvest into my <laughs> galvanized bucket. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, I know. but when they say that, okay. it's like, yeah, they just 
you're not playing they with mean flowers. Well, they do mean well. They they I think they yeah. mean you have a beautiful job. Or she, yeah. it could also be like, gosh, you must have a dream life. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the reality is that like flowers is it's what we do, but it's the growing, the actual growing of flowers is like less than half of what goes into the daily mm-hmm. grind, marketing, selling, oh my gosh, yeah. outlets, vendor management, customer management, all of it. It's a, it's just a portion of what what we do. And if all we did was grow flowers, we we would never make any money. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, playing with flowers, Pam. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I I th- there's there's a few I run into these ones a lot. Home gardener Haley. It's the the home the, the person who grows some flowers at home and but she actually instead of like coming to you I I love answering growing questions. But instead mm-hmm. of coming to you with questions, she like wants to tell me how I could do things better. Yeah. And the truth is she thinks she knows more than me, which is totally fine. The truth is that she really just doesn't have the guts to to do what what we do on on a daily basis. And those people used to really like hurt my feelings. And in my world, they kind of come in master gardeners. Yeah, I, I love. Hey, there's some really great master gardeners out there, but all the master gardener groups, man, they they they, they drain the life out of me when they come here. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I love them. <laughs> I oh, really? I know you love them. Yeah, I don't know why. I think because I started in that landscape world. Yeah. Yes. But it's when they I guess to that twist, it should be home gardener Helen because I don't know if <laughs> Haley's <laughs> Haley probably has terrariums and air plants. It's a millennial name. Come on, Helen. Home gardener Helen. Um it's like, you know, you should wrap those dahlia tubers in saran wrap. Well, yeah. You don't say. <laughs> Like that's the, that's, you're just like, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nod. So this one, I think this comes in two ways. This next, this next mm-hmm. walnut cheap Chelsea. And mm-hmm. it can come as a, you can look at, I can look at this in two ways. Cheap Chelsea is like, can be a farmer's market customer, you know, that shows mm-hmm. up or they're super cheap or they're like, ooh, those are too expensive. Ugh. And then that can get yes. in my mind where you're like, mm-hmm. you know, from a customer perspective. But Cheap Chelsea can also be um, someone who's like constantly questions your investments on the farm, like, you know, mm-hmm. basically saying like you could do things cheaper. But, you know, the reality is like sometimes you have to spend money to make money. And uh-huh. I that was a hard yes. concept for me in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. you know, writing big checks for stuff where mm-hmm. you're like, Okay. I hope there's a big return on this. You know, those sort yeah. of risks to continue to grow. But yeah, Cheap Chelsea can just show up and make you feel like, oh, uh, Cheap Chelsea keeps you stuck. She probably mm-hmm. hangs out with no money Nancy, yeah, you know, 100%. because she Cheap Chelsea's like, oh, yeah, you could spend in, you know, you don't, uh, you know, there's no money in farming. You just got to keep it cheap, mm-hmm. keep your costs down. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of been my experience. But also, you know, Cheap Chelsea can show up at the farm stand too and think your 100%. premium bouquet is too much money. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cheap Chelsea, she's she's exhausting, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, you know, I, yeah, there's probably um, 
there's probably cheaper ways to do some of the things that we do. Like I'm just going to use the example for on our farm because we use so do so many bouquets. That's like our main thing. We we buy the sleeves from Aru. We buy the mm-hmm. the pre nest the nested sleeves from Aru. So we just pop the sleeve on and move forward. Could I save money and buy the single sheets of brown craft, wrap them, staple them? put the sticker on and save money a hundred percent. But like, does that, does that make sense for the quantity that we're doing with when I added labor costs and all that kind of stuff? So cheap Chelsea, like don't let her, yeah, we can always hand weed, but why can't we just invest in a wheel hoe or some type of standing hoe to get the things that we need? It doesn't always have to be how to do this the cheapest. We have to start putting some more time and value on our own time our own Mm -hmm. work energy and effort. And I think like starting out cheap Chelsea, maybe we all are her in some ways, just trying to figure it out with what we have and that's okay. But as you grow, I think it's really important that you try not put cheap Chelsea away or ignore her, even if it's your own inner voice Mm -hmm. to kind of keep investing in your business to make it more profitable and make those investments. Cause we do sometimes have to spend money in order to to make money. And that's just the nature of business mm-hmm. in my opinion. So you, uh, you talked about sleeves, you know, mm-hmm. I run like a little sweatshop with my sleeves. I haven't. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So my mom stickers mm-hmm. all of my sleeves Aww. while she is listening to her like criminal minds or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is she watches on Netflix with my dad. Yes. Um, so yeah, all of them get shipped, like the Aru stuff gets shipped up to her house, the boxes. And so she's like, you need more sleeves, small or large, you know? And so she's stickering them for Aww. us. I know. It's really sweet because it That's saves so us. Cute. It is a great downtime activity, like at the farmer's market mm-hmm. or, you know, if you yes. want to keep people busy as a task to um, kind of keep in motion, it's a good uh, downtime. But the thought of paying someone to put stickers on my sleeves, like it is – a dagger through my heart. <laughs> and I'm too anal to let a kid do it. it but yeah. Yeah. And people say, oh, let yeah. your kids do it. It's a great act. You are a way better person yeah. than me. If you can just like <laughs> let that go. Because I can't. I really cannot. But it needs to be upright. Uh, too yes. anal. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Cheap Chelsea. Okay. Okay. The next walnut is I grow those too, Irene. And she's like super related to home gardener Haley. Um, She just like direct seeded a few cosmos and now she diminishes everything that you do when she talks to you. Or she has like, like ditch flowers. Like, oh, I just get those out of my ditch. It's like, <laughs> I cannot. I just can't. I'm like, we grow these on purpose. It's not, I'm not ditch diving for my market bouquets. Mm-hmm. God, that irritates me. Oh, I- so she it, she really does. <laughs> so I just pretty much ignore all those people. A lot, a lot of them are sometimes market customers. Again, they mean well, and I think they're trying to like find a common ground with you. But mm, mm-hmm. no, thank you. They can be Sorry, other Irene. vendors too. I had mm-hmm. this experience. Oh, um, yeah. I was very early on. I sold at another market. It was about 45 minutes an hour from us. And um, they were not warm. Let's just put it that way. I was a newbie. I was trying to expand my market. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I left, I think, three weeks in a row crying. 
and Aww. I'm more of a cusser than a crier. Yeah. So you know that like really hit some emotion. And yeah. she, I there was a lady that would just come up and she was she had daylilies in her bouquet, you know, and I'm like, you're selling weeds. And she wasn't yeah. there one week and came over. Um and she said, oh, yeah, I heard you guys had a pretty decent week. It's because we weren't here. But and so that oh we ended up pulling the plug on that market for some very other reasons. But mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, showing up and saying, oh, you know, oh, I, you know, I grow that or whatever, you know, it just mm-hmm. it, it really it was I was in a sensitive spot early on. Mm-hmm. I think now I would handle old Irene a little bit better. I'd take her out behind the flower man, have a talking to, pull out my club. No. Oh, I make too many Tanya Harding references. Um, so anyway, just shows my age is what I, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's just jealousy. I think it's because we had I a badass so tent. Yeah. Our tent was cute and our display was better than hers. Yeah. <laughs> I see that now, but all right. Yes. We know this person too. This next one. Uh-huh. Dream destroying Deborah. She's probably <laughs> your mother-in-law, if I had to guess. <laughs> You sit down, you're super excited. You've said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step in. I'm going to be a flower farmer. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to have a side hustle. And she just hands you a turd platter and says, (laughs) you know, you put yourself out there. You're being vulnerable with people around you. Yes. So excited to share. Yes. And she just says, hey, I was talking to my friend, Nancy. She says, there's no money in this (laughs) (laughs) and it's never going to work. You're crazy. How are you going to sell something in a market that's a luxury item? is not like you're selling, mm-hmm. you know, don't you know we're headed into a recession? All of those things. <laughs> She's just crushing yes. it. Um, mm-hmm. But use her, use Deborah to fuel that, that passion, that spark, that, that piece of you inside that made you vulnerable enough to share it with people, to step into that, to order your first seeds. It's like use the fuel of Deborah to say, no, Deborah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to freaking just show you up. I'm going to show you. And then you give Deborah the first bouquet that you grow. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's the best revenge is just living out your dream and the life. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that just keeps me going when people say like, mm-hmm. you know, I had somebody say to me recently about when I shared about the Airbnb, it was like, do you really think that market, there's a market for that here? And it hit me like in a spot where I had Aww. to like, yeah, it did. It made me like, I was like, oh, it took me yeah. back. And I was like, Linz, mm-hmm. hey, you've done the research on this. Yes. I, it isn't like I went into this blind. I had to like step back from it. Um, and just think, well, maybe that was their fear, right? Coming out like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a big investment, yes. you know, or maybe that they they don't take risk in their life. Um, and that's that's really their stuff. And I needed to to hear it to just be like, okay, you know, you can mm-hmm. crap on my dream, but I'm still mm-hmm. pushing forward. So I don't yeah. know. It's probably not your mother in law. It's gonna be those people. No, actually I have I have a really good mother in law, but mm-hmm. um it though those they're always going to be there, um, and and they'll kind of come in different, <laughs> in different forms. I think. Um, so, I mean, Jed and I have always been very. We've always, we have grown the farm against what 
everyone thought that we could do. Mm-hmm. And even considering where we were at in life, I mean, I had I had an infant and three kids under three and we're, and we're doing this and people were like, they didn't know what to think. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think they were just like, oh, maybe it's not a good time. And I think we've just always used that to feel like originally when we were trying not to go to markets, we're like, hey, let's try a flower stand and make it on our system so that we don't mm-hmm. have to leave and we can be here for our kids. Because, oh, that will never work. Don't do that. People are just going to steal from you and nope. blah, blah, blah. And we're like, hmm. Okay, well, we're going to do it and we're going to make it work against all odds, against what everybody thinks. And mm-hmm. I think you do have to use it as fuel and the best the best revenge. And a lot of time it just comes from, again, another jealousy piece. Like, hey, th- generally those people have played it safe. They've never taken a risk in their entire life. And yeah. for them, it feels scary um, to do these things. So they try to bring other people down to their level. And, and that's that's kind of how it comes out. Mm-hmm. So um, do not ever let Deborah destroy mm-hmm. what you're doing because there is a market. This can be a business. It Lindsay and I have proven that, you know, mm-hmm. it we're running our full time salaries plus other people employing other people on what we make. You know, so it really is. Um, it's more than a dream. It, it it can happen for sure. So you just have to make it happen. It's not that we don't feel fear. We still feel fear, right? When we're doing that, it's like you still feel it, but we still just push through it. That's the difference, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the like we talk about that grittiness, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, this still feels like really uncomfortable. I say that even the Airbnb. I obviously had a reaction to mm-hmm. it because it's this next piece of a business that I'm going to be doing that's new and I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. I it's like I don't know what I don't know yet. There's going to be, you know, insecurities and stuff that come up. Um, you know, we're growing a part of our agritourism business this year, so it's like all those things still bring up fear for me, but I think that's the part where, you know, you just flick Deborah in the head and you move on and you just show her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So anyway, okay. I'm done. hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Our next nasty walnut is free Fred. And, um, (laughs) he, he, is the constant he he farms flowers possibly or he wants to and he's constantly complaining to you he's asking questions draining you of time energy and i know you're trying to be nice and it's good it's okay to be nice it it is i hate i i have this has been me i free fred sucked me dry for a while and mm-hmm. then you start realizing hey i actually have something to offer here and it's okay to not let him drain you of information because he wants a shortcut for free. Mm -hmm. So I really do encourage you that it is definitely okay to charge for your time. If people are trying to suck you dry with questions on how you did it, how do you do this, that, the other, I mean, I could go on and on, especially if those questions are not a two way street, you know, um, if it's Mm -hmm. not somebody that you trust to ask questions and in a world where we're so accessible, like Instagram messages, Facebook messages, Mm -hmm. um, it is hard to like put up that boundary sometimes, but it's, it's, it's okay to not, it's okay to not answer. And especially, Mm -hmm. like I said, if it's not a two way street, um, with the questions. Yeah. This one is hard. This one has been, um, yeah, hard for me because it's a, I've gotten way better at it. Um, 
just because where I can find that I like got resentful of social media or, you know, I want to encourage my email writer, you know, my email list to write me in certain ways. And so it's like, I've had to manage mm-hmm. that. on like, what, what is worth my time? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in like a, a negative way, but it's like, you like you said it with the accessibility, we're so accessible. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, you think about a famous person, like, I don't know who said. You know what I had song I had in my head walking down here, the thong songs, Cisco. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. I heard something yesterday that like rem- reminded me of it, and then I started singing it, and I'm like making my little three yeah. minute walk down the hill with my dog, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. But anyway, oh, squirrel brain. Where the heck was I going with it? <laughs> I met him um, one time in Baltimore, which is super random. Anyway, squirrel. Where was I going with this? The Cisco. Why was I talking about him? Um, Oh, because you can have like instant access to like Kim Kardashian or anybody you want. So it becomes really easy. We're just, we're a society that is used to just like texting whoever we want instantly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've probably been free Fred, but Mm -hmm. I am really um mindful of that now because having it been on the flip side of it where I'm like, hey, what can I pay you for your time? Um, you know, to reach out. So if you if you don't have your little marigold unit and you need to go expand for that, you know, I really try to be mindful of somebody else's expertise in something mm-hmm. and, you know, not be free Frida. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Um, but I think it's just, it's just the society we live in. It makes it really easy, yeah. but um, all right. So the, the last walnut is um, imposter Isabel. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of her. <laughs> um, she usually starts the conversation by saying, Oh, I thought you were a real flower, or I thought you were a real farmer. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had this happen to me. It had me twice this year, really? twice. So he came out and said, "Oh, I thought it was going to be like acres and acres and <laughs> acres of flowers." And I was like, every acre he said, just like <laughs> in my heart, you know, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, and and really, the truth is, he just you know, I felt like I needed to justify, like, yeah, well, specialty crops, you know, and I. Somebody close to me say like, "Oh yeah, Lindsay the farmer," and in like Ugh. a very joking manner. I was yeah. like, "I okay. know." I'm Aww. like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. I just get it in check, you know. I'll slash his tires later, but it's like <laughs> I needed to have that. Like it just challenged my own belief about where do I sit with myself, right, as a yes. business owner. Um, but she just, yeah, she challenges the belief that you're the real deal because you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so just use Isabel as a mirror, uh, you know, to look at all the ways that you are the real deal, celebrate those wins, um, which is something that I really need to do mm-hmm. uh, a better job at, you know, yes. Shana, I mean, like, yeah. look at mm-hmm. the, Me look at, look I look at back at the done. pictures with the kids. I know we should be so proud. The kids, it's just like yes. how tiny they are and like how much you guys have really done, both of us. Um, and everybody is that way, whether that's like, you know, starting with a, a seed catalog. You know, I bought everything from Johnny's mm-hmm. the first year and, you know, I did a lot of my like learning through online resources and all those things. And to look back to be like, wow, it's only been six seasons, you know, yeah. versus like, I'm not an imposter. This is not an imposter. That syndrome still mm-hmm. comes up. Um, for everybody. So it's like, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. You probably have really kind ways of dealing with them. I <laughs> I tend to resort to like. <laughs> I I think the longer that you farm, the easier it gets. Yeah. Because it's like even Jenna, even like you know, it's year. This is year six. Well, this next this year will be seven growing seasons yeah. that I'm really like feeling comfortable in my own farm. I'm like. I'm I'm happy with the way that we're doing things. We finally have kind of our systems on stuff. Not to say that we don't always tweak or like look to do things better, but I'm not always like chasing sh- the next shiny object, trying to figure it out. Like I feel like we've just really got to a, a good spot where I'm not always second guessing or questioning myself. So that's something mm-hmm. that gets easier, I think, over time, you know, and, and we're just now getting there. Yeah. So, I mean it's 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 a yeah it's a well you said comfortable mm-hmm. on your own farm it's like mm-hmm. comfortable in your own skin that's really yes. what it comes down to is just like having made some crap decisions or you know things that didn't work out I invested a lot of mm-hmm. money in that farmer's market I was talking about you know mm-hmm. I had a thousand dollars in it and I walked away because I knew it was the right business decision for me I you know I was taking a loss and it was a lesson I learned um I learned a lot of things from from that mistake mm-hmm. and not look at it as a mistake it was just like a road that I took that I you know, you know, mm-hmm. turned turned a different direction at the fork in the road. So yeah, I don't know. I I think those are all those yeah. are all good walnuts. I mean, mm-hmm. in a you know, air quote yeah. good, <laughs> good ones to be aware of to stay away from. So now that you've identified them, and we just had fun, you know, doing some like flower farming, a twist on the walnuts. But um, once you identify them, I think it's important, you know, to make sure they don't have any power over you and to um, find some compassion for them. Because honestly, like the toxicity that they bring comes from um, pain or jealousy or, and honestly, they probably fell under the influence of another walnut tree that came before them. So the best thing you can do is feel comfortable in yourself where you're going and just show up and do your best every single day. So, um, so when you're thinking about flower farming before you climb this huge mountain, it's so important to think, who do I want to lead, lead me? Who do I want to plant myself next to so that I can grow, be strong, flourish in what we do? And, the person who is asking, you know, why would you like to do something like this? Or so many others have failed and died trying or, oh, a girl down the street did that and it didn't make it and all, all those things. Or do you find the person that congratulates you and sits down with you to map out the, what the next strategy is? Are you ready for any hard task? How can I help? Even when they don't even know what they're doing, they just don't even care. They just want to show up for you. So who do you want to like lead you up, up, up that mountain peak? And every year, you know, I always try to set a word of intention. And this coming word for me this year is going to be marigold because I really do like want to encourage myself to always be a marigold for those other people around me. A marigold for Lindsay, for for you, you all, my husband, my children, my family. When my customers come into contact with me, I want them to feel honored cherished, supported, all of those things from me. So every person that I come into contact, um, I'm, I'm hoping to be their marigold this year. When we first started this podcast, we honestly, truly, I mean, we, we were just going for it. We really, we really had no idea the impact that we would have on you and really your feedback. We've been listening because we've been doing the podcast for how many, how many months? Six months? Eight months? 
six, six months. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Has it? May. When did we start? April? We don't know. You guys We're go back sure. and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started talking about it a year ago, basically. Yeah. January. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and your your guys' feedback has been just awesome, and I hope I hope that you all feel mm-hmm. that like every month that it gets better based on all your guys' feedback. So we came to realize that we really had a, such an amazing opportunity to really be a marigold for all of you. So we want to be your companion, always cheering you on. We want to be your source for education, inspiration, and it really has such has been such an amazing blessing in our lives to have you all as our marigolds as well. So um, we always say that we want to be what we just desperately needed and that what we wish we had when we first started our farms. And I'm so excited because I know you guys have been asking us, um, but we are just so excited to create um, a membership group called the Dirt on Flowers Insiders. We've we had a really hard time with the name. Coming up with a name. That's yeah, like the did. worst part of a business. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yes. my gosh. But I love it. I love it because it's like we we want to also this community piece and being that opportunity to have like to be a source of inspiration or just education for you is also like we want it to be a space that you can thrive you can thrive, participate in with like uh mm-hmm. continue in education, engage in a supportive honest, authentic. Those are all things that like hit Shannon and I like right in the heart is like Mm -hmm. authenticity, being honest, being transparent. Because, you know, I think if you look around, even for Shannon and I, it's like there's a lot of places that you can turn for information. And so just being honest and authentic in a place that, you know, have a community who serve you as other marigolds, you know, in that to kind of Mm -hmm. support is, uh, is part of what we wanted to create. And so, Part of this monthly membership, what we're what we're doing with the Dirt on Flowers Insiders, this membership group, we it'll give you monthly flower farming, like goal setting, accountability worksheets. So, you know, each month where you'll we'll hit your inbox with new information, with you know, focus you basically for the month and kind of help move you through this process, um, whatever topics mm-hmm. that we're talking about within the podcast that month. Creating a community Facebook group that is just for the insiders, having accountability pods, member directories so that those marigolds stand out. And we're doing a monthly live Q&A. So on that month's podcast topics, farming questions, whatever is up for that month, the podcast, at the end of the month, we'll do a live Q&A with Shannon and I both. You know, Throughout the year, we're going to have bonus teachings where we might go live. We might do just a special podcast for the insiders, things that are just going to be sort of bonus things that feel relevant within that time frame. might be like a a dahlia thing when we're planting or staking or, you know, maybe it's, you know, bonus planning content, whatever that might be. We're going to have discount codes for the Dirt on Flowers online courses, which is coming. Um, We are going to have some evergreen courses, which are really exciting that are going to just kind of live on our website that are going to be very specific courses that we will tell you about in the very near future. And then um, early access to our dahlia tuber sales. So, 
first access to, you know, mine's coming up in March. I know Shannon, yours, yours is still going on before anybody else gets it. So I really hope you guys take the opportunity to check out what you what is we are going to offer as part of the membership. And you can definitely head over to our website, which is www.thedirtonflowers.com and learn a lot more about the membership group and sign up for the wait list. So we're going to get started with it on February 1st with a Profit First book club. So we'll be having a guided reading through that book. We'll have a live Q&A. We'll be doing a podcast about it, about Profit First that month. So we'll be able to dive deeper with Lindsay and I. Get your questions answered because we um, both operate with the profit first method in our in our farms. That's how we run our farms. So um, we know intricately how the the obstacles, you know, tips, tricks. We know a lot of that stuff, and we really can't wait to share that book with you. For me, it was like completely. It's a, a life changing, business changing book about the way that we view the income income that comes into our farm. So it's a good one. So February 1st, if you join with us, which we would absolutely love for you to do that, get on the wait list and then have a ball with us in February with a guided reading through Profit First. Yeah. You're, you're going to be the newbie group and then we get to work out all the yes. kinks, <laughs> kinks with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Offer us our grace. So um, I hope you guys take some time to sit down. I love this episode, Shannon. It was just like, thank you, Emily. It was great. Yeah. And so I, I'm a journaler. Mm -hmm. I like to write things out. I like to write goals out. So I hope you'll take some time to sit down and, you know, figure out who, you know, who are your marigolds, whatever that saying is, you know, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. (laughs) It's like, it's kind of that same thing. It's like, great. Like if there's, there's the negativity, find out who and what your walnuts are in your life. And just, just to identify them, it gives them, it gives you power, not them. So it just kind of gives that like peace to you to know like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Or this person's vibe is off. You know, you can tell them they're a walnut to their face. They probably won't even get it. They'll just be like, that's a weird, it's <laughs> a weird jab. <laughs> um, I truly hope that You'll consider us as one of your marigolds. Mm-hmm. Join our list. It's going to be a fun. Um, it's going to be a fun monthly journey as we kind of go through these topics. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to being that for you. Yes. Um, and I can't thank you guys enough for listening to the Dirt on Flowers. Uh, you know, I, Shannon and I are putting all we yes. have into these shows. Sincerely, um, I know I can speak for Shannon as well by saying that we're just very deeply grateful for your investment in our stories and the time and the comments that you make on our social media. So your engagement allows us to stay fueled, to keep doing these things, putting our time into it and to continue to produce content that you guys enjoy. So um, you can help us by sharing our podcast with your friends, even your non-flower farming friends. Yes. Like that's a that's a compliment. I know a lot of the topics that we we talk about um, are not specific just to flowers. And you know, leaving us a review, following us over at Instagram at Dirt on Flowers, and uh, we're just very grateful for your support for us. And you know, we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>